Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. It is September 11th, 2023. Let's talk about week one, what we're doing on NFL futures, right? Following week one of the NFL. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, let me just point out that I know it's counterintuitive. I understand people like to wait and see how the teams develop when there's a bigger sample size. I understand after week one, you barely know the teams, right? I get that. But I'm just giving another point of view here, giving my point of view. This is one of the most important times of the year to bet on football futures, right? Because the lines that are set for week one have been set over several weeks. Week one is different than other weeks, right? The people have looked at the Kenny Pickett's of the world and um, the others of the world who did well in the preseason. They've looked at who teams have acquired. They've done their preseason power ratings. And understand, to get to the lines for week one, which have changed over time, people are digesting a lot of information, right? Other weeks, you don't have the time to set the lines with as much care as you do for week one. So what we're finding out here is that some teams have been misperceived. They are distorting the lines. So when you see a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, and understand, they have a very difficult road game against the Jacksonville Jaguars in week two. And even if you believe that Travis Kelsey is going to be back and he's going to be healthy, Right, that that bone bruise is going to go away after 10 days and that Travis Kelsey is going to be Travis Kelsey. Just understand that Chris Jones is not going to be back. Unless he signs within the next day or two, he's not going to be there for week two against a 1-0 team that made the playoffs last year. Right, So as you look at NFL futures, understand that when you have distortions where a Kansas City is getting the shortest odds on NFL futures to win the Super Bowl. That means that you have distortions elsewhere on the list. If KC is being overvalued, that means somebody else is being undervalued. Let's also talk about the fact that if you actually looked at yesterday's game in New England, between the Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles. And understand, the Patriots last year lost some close games they should have won as it was. They were around 500 last year, right? So I'm not saying the Patriots are rollovers. No, they're always dangerous, and we understand that Bill Belichick is a defensive wizard who wrecks havoc on young quarterbacks like a Jalen Hurts right? But what I want people to realize is that Philadelphia is getting the second shortest odds on the 
NFL futures list to win the Super Bowl, right? The second shortest. And they got bottled up yesterday. They were lucky to win yesterday's game against the Patriots. Were it not for turnovers, who knows how that game would have turned out. Even as it was, you had that fourth down pass play along the sideline that if the receiver was just a little bit more skilled, a little bit more mid-season form, might have caught that ball, right? Understand, New England is in the game until their last offensive play. Right now, let me just say, full disclosure, I have money, for example, on the Eagles as one of two teams with a shot to win the NFC East. Right? I would bet on Kansas City in a heartbeat if I thought they had the inside track. Right? I'm not biased against Philly or KC. I'm not. But what I'm here to say is after week one, you need to think about the distinct possibility that both Philly and KC are overrated. That KC, with this thin a receiving core, a lot of young guys, a lot of burners, not a lot of veterans, Right? A salary structure that really requires that they set aside a huge amount of money, not just for Pat Mahomes, but for Chris Jones, especially after the Nick Bosa signing. There's only so much that the great GM in KC and the great coach Andy Reid in KC can do to spread money around. So this morning, and I know it's early, but I believe there are mispricings on the board. And if you don't get these odds right now, you might never get them again. Let me point out, I know the Rams beat Seattle, a playoff team from last year in Seattle. Right? The Rams, quite frankly, with a healthy Matthew Stafford, are a different team, aren't they? Maybe this is their time to shine during the regular season. I don't think the Rams do much. I don't think the Rams make the playoffs this year. Understand that their next week's opponent for the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are already 1-0. That game against... Pittsburgh, keep in mind, during the Tomlin era, going into the game, Pittsburgh in week one was 10 wins, five losses, and only one tie. Right? Tomlin is a master in week one. He's 0-1 right now. Just understand that the Niners, the Niners, as I make this video, as the Gardeners are having added outside here, forgive the background noise, but as I make this video, you're getting longer rods on the San Francisco 49ers than you are either KC or Philly. Think about that. Right? San Francisco against a Ram team that was below 500 last year.
Let's put this in full perspective. A Ram team that the Niners know because they're a divisional rival. San Francisco could well be 2-0 after next week. Would it shock you to know that you're getting San Francisco right now on cloud bet? And I'm not here pushing people to cloud bet. What I am just doing is using cloudbet.com for reference purposes. Right? A Canadian sports betting site. Right now on CloudBet, you can get San Francisco at plus 798. 8-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Folks, if San Francisco goes 2-0, I don't believe you're going to see this 8-1 to one again. San Francisco looks like they're on their way, folks, to win 12-13 games. Understand, San Francisco made the playoffs last year won in the playoffs last year before having a catastrophic game against Philadelphia. Right? I believe today people who bet NFL futures need to focus on the following teams. And understand, it's going to sound like I'm taking everyone. No, I'm locking in out outrageous odds. Why am I picking the NFL futures market? It's because you will get 8-1 to one plus 798 on teams like the San Francisco 49ers who may well be the best team in the NFC. The 49ers who, in my opinion today, have far more talent than the Kansas City Chiefs. Understand too, Nick Bosa won Defensive Player of the Year last year. Right? He's your reigning defensive player of the year. I'm just telling you that Brock Purdy, yes, him, Mr. Irrelevant, is a Pro Bowl-level quarterback. Makes quick reads, gets rid of the ball quickly. The Kyle Shanahan offense is imaginative. He has perhaps the league's best running back in the backfield with him. Christian McCaffrey, who... Rush for well north of 100 yards yesterday, right? For those people who believe that running backs aren't still game changers in the NFL and that the franchise tag for a running back should be about $10 million, I encourage you to look at Christian McCaffrey yesterday running over the Steeler defense, right? Understand, the Steelers, as we all know, haven't been below 500 for over a decade and a half. Folks, they got run over yesterday. And that was in a game where they had no clue how to stop Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver. Right, so let's name the teams right now that I think you need to have at least some money on. Because these teams, to me, have a real chance of going deep in the postseason. And with any luck, right, if they can stay healthy, if they can win close games, with any luck, these teams might make the Super Bowl. Now, this is not to suggest a resurgence from Kansas City or that Philly 
may have had a problem with a defensive master and a team with a winning culture, the Patriots, and might actually look good against other teams. But Philly and KC, the two teams at the top of the NFL futures list, aren't on my list today. My list, the teams I'm encouraging you to think about putting some money on because of the upside, are San Francisco. You're getting them at a plus 798 right now. The Dallas Cowboys. Folks, let's be clear here. The Giants made the playoffs last year. The Giants won a game in the playoffs last year. You're getting the Cowboys at much longer odds than you're getting Kansas City or Philly. You're getting the Cowboys at a plus 1126. You're getting them at better than 11 to 1 odds. As you looked at yesterday's game, didn't you think, my goodness, this defense is brick? Didn't the Cowboys have so many weapons at wide receiver that you started to forget them? Right, folks, the Cowboys are loaded in the pregame. The announcing team pointed out that the rain favored the Cowboys on the road, by the way, right? The Cowboys played that game at the Giants' home field. And the reason it favored the Cowboys is because the Cowboys have a signature huge offensive line, right? Think about it. Cowboys made the playoffs last year. Mike McCarthy, the head coach, has already won a Super Bowl. You're getting the Cowboys today at greater than 11 to 1. Let's talk about another team. Now, I myself have health concerns about this team. I do. But how could you watch the end of that game where Vic Fangio dials up two blitzes on Justin Herbert, where Herbert, a Pro Bowl quarterback, doesn't know what to do in the pocket. Didn't that Dolphin offense look magnificent? Don't we have concerns about the ability to throw the deep ball of Raider quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Who's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, by the way. Monumental step up to me over Derek Carr with the Raiders. It showed in yesterday's win by the Raiders over Denver. But did you notice that one of the best deep balls in the league is thrown by Tua, right? Tua is what Brock Purdy would be what Jimmy Garoppolo would be. I'm talking about guys who are excellent at reading different receivers. If they had a deep ball, a healthy Tua with this receiving core, not just Tyreek Hill, who had over 200 receiving yards yesterday, but understand, Tua had more than 450 passing yards. In other words, even if you took Tyreek Hill out of the mix, Tua had well north of 200 other passing yards yesterday. 
But understand, they have Waddle, one of the fastest receivers in the league, at the other wide receiving slot. Right, so I know right now, as you look at the AFC East, people are drooling over the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, who, of course, has not played one regular season game yet as the starting quarterback for the New York Jets, and who has never been a member of the AFC East before in his life and doesn't quite know the lay of the land like, let's say, a Josh Allen does or like, let's say, a Tua does, right? We're drooling over teams like that. Here is Miami. Folks, you're getting Miami at better than 19 to 1 this morning, right? They're 1-0. The game they won was on the road against a playoff team from last year. Tyreek Hill and Waddle are going to continue to be two of the fastest receivers in the National Football League. Right? Miami. They're going off at a plus 1966 right now. I believe this is the day you have to sprinkle a little bit on them. The alternative is to wait until Miami drops below 10 to 1 and then to get odds that are less than half as good as the odds you're getting right now. Understand, when you bet futures now and you're getting 19 to 1 odds, okay, fine, you could put just a few dollars down and have a nice position on that team. If Tua gets hurt, if Waddle's injury compounds itself and he can't play, uh, if there are injuries, if Fangio falls out of favor, which I doubt because he's been one of the great defensive minds in this league for a long time. If things fall apart in Miami, your outlay wasn't that great because you were getting better than 19 and a half to one. Let's talk about another team. I was in a sports bar. I was looking at the AFC North showdown between Joe Burrow and Cincinnati and Deshaun Watson and Cleveland. Folks, it was a horror show for Cincinnati. Cleveland's defense grabbed Cincinnati by the throat and choked them out. Whatever you think about the Cleveland Browns, recognize that their defense is vicious. Now that division is up for grabs. I know people have been overlooking the Browns. Occasionally you'll have Eric Mangini on TV talking up the Browns. Deshaun Watson did not have that great a day. Right? I don't want to sugarcoat it. But understand, they still have Nick Chubb in the backfield, don't they? They still have Amari Cooper out there, don't they? Right? I feel the Browns are for real. They showed you they could beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati. I understand. Joe Burrow is coming off an injury. Right? But today, today, Cleveland is 1-0. Folks, they're going off at better than 24-1. to 1. 
I believe some bets make themselves. You see this defense, it slaps you in the face. Miles Garrett, bunch of guys, it slaps you in the face. When you see a defense this good, and when the offense has a Pro Bowl quarterback, the minute they say that you're getting better than 24 to 1, you've got to get out of your seat and take that bet. Let me name one more team. I mentioned them earlier. They delivered, by the way, they were my game of the week, and they delivered over the Colts. Right? They play the defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs, next week, who need the win because the Chiefs, of course, are 0-1. The team I'm talking about are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Has anyone figured out that their head coach has won a Super Bowl? Has anyone figured out that they made the playoffs last year? That they're one and oh this year. Right, folks, I'm just telling you, they're a live dog against a Chris Jones-less Kansas City Chiefs team next week. I know Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes are money the first month of the year. Maybe not this year. Right, we've had Super Bowl teams fall off, haven't we? Today, you're getting the Jacksonville Jaguars at much better than 25 to 1. Right? The Jags, who, in my opinion, have the inside track to win their division. You're getting them at a plus 25.78. So to summarize, and I know it's early, but the reason we're betting early is because of the odds being thrown out there. I believe the jury's still out on the Kansas City Chiefs. I need to see more from the Philadelphia Eagles. Understand, I know the Eagles are loaded as a team. I love the Eagles' wide receiving core. I like Jalen Hurts. I bet money on the Eagles last year to win the Super Bowl. They were up by 10 before things fell apart in the second half. Right? I'm a Giants fan in real life. I know the Eagles. They were in the division. They got bottled up yesterday. That's a cause for concern at the short odds you're getting. So they're not on my list after week one. Just understand, they might get on my list later if they hit stride like last year. But I'm not sure if they can duplicate the sack numbers they had last year. Let's be real. Last year was an outlier. So after week one, the teams I'm throwing some futures on are the 49ers, who in my opinion might be the best team in this league. You're getting them at plus 798. The Dallas Cowboys, right? They probably are the one team in this league that right now might be able to stand beside the 49ers. You're getting them at 1126. Both of those teams made the playoffs last year. The Miami Dolphins. You're getting them at 1966, better than 19 and a half to 1. The Cleveland Browns. You're getting them at a plus 2407. You're getting them at better than 24 to 1. 
and the Jacksonville Jaguars at plus 2578. You're getting them at better than 25 and a half to one. Right? These are the teams I'm keying on. I'll find out later, after the games tonight, exactly what the Jets have, exactly how the Buffalo Bills are handling life. Right? We'll figure out a few more things. Week one is not completely over right now. But folks, there are distortions on the board. Right? Kansas City is missing their top defensive player. Travis Kelsey is going to come back against a very tough team. Right, a team that made the playoffs last year. And, of course, he's coming back from a hyperextended knee that they're saying left a bone bruise. KC doesn't have a lot of depth at wide receiver. They certainly don't have a running back on par with Christian McCaffrey. They should not be getting the shortest odds to win the Super Bowl. Right, the teams I'm mentioning, I'm just telling you, San Francisco won a playoff game last year. Dallas won a playoff game last year. Right, Tua, to me, when healthy, is a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. Deshaun Watson already has been to the Pro Bowl. Trevor Lawrence, of course, is just hitting his prime. He was the first pick in the draft. Superstar in college. Right? And let's face it, too. You want to talk about instant chemistry. He and Calvin Ridley, for whatever reason, are totally clicking right now. He has a weapon he did not have last year. Right? Give it a look. I know people think I'm nuts. I talk with my friends, there's no urgency, as if I'd be able to get the Dallas Cowboys at better than 11 to 1 in December. As if I'd be able to get the Miami Dolphins at better than 19 to 1 in December. Right? Give this a look. Those are the teams that I'm interested in. Let me also make some other points. A lot of wise guys love Seattle. Folks, that's a car crash. They were favored by well more than a field goal, right? They were favored by something like four and a half or five points at kickoff against the Rams, right? They knew the Rams. The Rams are coming off a season well below 500. And of course, Seattle gave that game away. Worse yet, I noticed uh, McVeigh had the Rams running the ball right down the middle of the line, right? Indicating to me that McVeigh thought that the way to beat the Seahawks was to run the football right at their defense, right? Seattle laid an egg. Seattle is in that category where I place Kansas City right now. They're going to have to right the ship before we start reconsidering this playoff team from last year. I believe in Geno Smith, 
right? You heard me mention that I'm a Giants fan. It was Geno Smith who snapped Eli Manning's start streak at quarterback with the Giants, right? I like Seattle's team on paper, but these games are played on the field. And how Seattle at an event where Ricky Waters, of all people, great back, should be in the Hall of Fame, right, was their pregame. Uh, how Seattle at home on an opening day could only score 13 points is one of those blown opportunities. Kudos, by the way, to McVay. Kudos to Ram defensive coordinator Raheem Morris. They both showed up. I'll say this, though. Matthew Stafford has been banged up some years, right? Let's remember, he spent a lot of his career in Detroit, where he was not behind the world's best offensive line, right? This is probably the best time of year for the Rams, early in the season when very skilled vets, Super Bowl winning quarterback like Matthew Stafford is healthy. Right Later in the year, they're going to start to be banged up. They're going to also start to play teams that they don't know as well as divisional opponent Seattle. Right, Keep an eye on Seattle like you're keeping an eye on Kansas City. But understand, Seattle, for obvious reasons, after losing 30-13 to 13 at home, is not on my list of NFL futures that I'm targeting after week one. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments and your takes and your teams in the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.